I love the fact that Fox has brought that back. Oh, I I love it. I used to that to me reminds me of MJ on NBC when oh, we were kids. Like yeah, Bob Costas. Yeah, it's like the good NBA. Yeah. Well, evidently NBC's trying to make a play to get the NBA back. So, dude, would they? Have to like try to get that theme song, song back. back. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. Well, and then Nelly used it for Heart of a Champion yep. and all that. So, uh, with that, bubble, bubble, who's on the bubble? Um, boy, I, I feel like, in a little sense, college basketball has kind of been turned on its head this last week. Um, for me, there's a clear new best team in the country. For me. Um, lots of top ten struggles. Everyone hates UCLA. Yes. I. Uh, and we got a day. We do have a day. We have a day. So I, that's kind of a rundown. A quick rundown of our episode. Uh, we hope wherever you are listening from, you are well. It is late. It is late. It is 8.45 on a school night. But you know what? As Scott Van Pelt says, I'm not tired yet. That's right. That would be a lie. I am tired, but you know what? It's worth it because we have basketball to talk. That's right. And teams who need to maybe sit down and have a little talk amongst themselves. Good old Rocky Top Goo. I love when this team struggles, by the way. I like I love it. So for our football podcast watchers, is Tennessee equal to the Minnesota Vikings for you? Would that be a fair assessment or a fair comparison? Yeah, I hate them. Yeah. That hate's a strong word. You hate them. I hate them. Um (laughs) They've lost five out of their last seven. They've lost two in a row. And the weird thing is their only wins in those last seven are against top 25 teams at the time. Um, Tennessee's in trouble, man. Like, the, And they, the honest truth about these guys is they seemingly just cannot score the basketball. Yeah, I mean, I watched them on Saturday against Kentucky. And that game just, to me, I, I thought Kentucky looked like clearly the better team. Like, if you were to get rid of the scores mm-hmm. or to get rid of the, the records underneath the names of the teams. You would have thought they were reversed. Yeah, you would think yeah. that Kentucky was the 10th ranked team in the country. And unfortunately for Tennessee, the struggles are coming at the worst possible time that they could come. Yeah, and I think if you look at Tennessee, I mean, in this stretch, they've lost at Florida, at Vandy, at home to Missouri, at Kentucky, at A&M. And again, like, Tennessee's going to make the tournament. I mean, like, they're, they're going to make the tournament. I mean, they already have wins over Kansas and Maryland and Alabama. So, I mean, in Texas. So... They have some good quality wins. The problem that Tennessee is going to quickly run into, so with that top 16 ranking, so they they were 10th overall. Right. 
you're looking at quickly dropping off that three line, moving to that four line, which puts you in that 413 area, right? Which no one wants that 413. Yeah. But then even more if you look that that gets you a 4-5 matchup. Yeah. You know, for that that Saturday or possibly that Sunday. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Tennessee, that 5 could very well be a St. Mary's, a Yukon. So there's lots of different things at play here, and the biggest thing is they just got to start winning basketball games. Right. And you look at you know, the rest of the way for Tennessee, you know. They should have three wins. They should. Yeah, there's 100% they should. However, you slip up in one, yeah, we got trouble. And again, this is not the time of year where you don't want to be playing your best basketball. Um, so, big losses there back-to-back to Kentucky and Texas A&M. Um, they, they need a get-right game, and they need a get-right game quick and yep. you're not going to get an easy game against South Carolina as they showed Alabama last night. Yeah. So you're going to have to come ready to play. So it should be interesting. Uh Baylor. Um I talk we, about it just an absolute meltdown on Saturday. Yeah. I mean they they had that game in hand in the first half. Like they were up 13 at halftime. Kansas was Darn near, fans are about to leave the stands. Like it was just an absolute dumpster fire of a mess, and I'm I'm shocked at especially a Scott Drew Baylor squad that that looked so fantastic in the first half, just looked inept on the offensive end of the floor. They are a very good isolated man-to-man. Like they can beat their man off the dribble, but if they go up against a solid defensive team, their offense is very stagnant. A lot of standing, a lot of watching. Like, hey, are you going to beat your man off the dribble, or what's what's going to happen? Um, just insane, insane choke job by Baylor, but. I think they got beat by one of the best teams in the country right now. We'll get we'll get to that. Right. Um the and the thing about Baylor is that as much as some teams say like a North Carolina or especially a UCLA which we'll get to their, their conference hurts them. Yeah. The conference that Baylor plays in helps them. Right. Because I mean so Baylor the rest of the way Texas that's a quad one game. At Oklahoma State, Iowa State, that'll be a quad one. So you still have opportunities to kind of build that back. The thing is, that Texas game on Saturday, right? I mean that that moves borderline into a must win for them um, to have any sort of momentum that they carry in. So I mean, we saw top ten teams this last week just continue to struggle, continue that theme of there not being any one real dominant force in college basketball this year. But, about a month ago, everyone was riding off the Kansas Jayhawks. Right. They go through a three-game losing streak where they lose to Kansas State, TCU, and at Baylor. 
Which, man, you look at even the game prior to that. Look at that right. four-game Iowa stretch. State, Kansas State, TCU, Baylor. Right. That's that's a gauntlet. An absolute gauntlet. Even then, go to Kentucky and then come back home and play Kansas State. Go to Iowa State and then at home against Texas. Is there a harder stretch of games that anyone's no. played in the country this season? That's seven out of eight against ranked teams. Against top 20 opponents. And then your one game that's not is at a sold-out frenzied Rupp Arena. Like, I mean, I, and if you ask people then, they lost four out of six. Kansas is dead. They're done. I think Kansas is playing some of the best basketball in America right now. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I to me... <laughs> So far, I I mean they're they're just they're playing consistent. They're getting great offensive output. Jalen Wilson is an absolute force. But the thing for me has been their defense. Right. I mean, they allowed 80 to Kansas, okay, or to Texas, 55 to Oklahoma, 76 on the road at Oklahoma State. 71 to Baylor and then only 58 to TCU. A TCU team who was just coming off putting up 100. The game before TCU had put up 100, Kansas is like, here's your half off. I Nobody wants to play this Kansas team right no. now. Not a single person. And here's the thing. They're only going to keep getting better. Right, especially this back half stretch where really they're only going to get challenged. Um, well, I mean, West Virginia, Texas Tech, again. The this, benefit is both of those are in the fog. Right, and so then really the only challenge you're going to get. For the conference championship in Austin. Right. So I, you sit here, man, and as of right now, I they're my number one. I mean, I... If you had to ask me, hey, who's winning the national championship this year? I think it's Kansas. I mean, this last last month of basketball that they've put together is as impressive as anyone in yeah. the country. I mean, as impressive as Purdue's was in November, what these dudes are putting out is right. unbelievable. Um, by the way, though, the thing about Kansas at the Big 12 Championship, their road significantly easier than yep. Texas at Baylor, at TCU, at home against Kansas. Again, tough two games to go on the road for Texas if they want to have any opportunity to play for that conference championship at home against Kansas. Which you and I have talked about. If Texas does run this stretch undefeated, and they beat Iowa State, they beat Baylor, they beat TCU, and they beat Kansas. They deserve to win that conference championship. And how are you going to keep them off the one line, assuming that they're not a first round, you know, like that Friday, or I guess for the Big 12, that Thursday exit, exit right. in the Big 12 tournament. Right, and that Big 12 tournament was not one that everyone had circled on their calendar. A lot of people circled the Big 10. A lot of people circled the SEC. But now all of a sudden, this Big 12 tournament – is one going to be one of the greatest conference tournaments in the country? It's going to be much watch basketball, uh, must watch basketball. So uh, I just 
I, I give the edge, obviously, to Kansas right now yep. to win this Big 12. And I think that they're one of the best teams in the country. And I think you can't keep them off that one line. Speaking of the one line, uh, the committee had some interesting things to say. What we learned on Saturday, Josh, is that the AP Top 25 poll means absolutely nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. And it's... I mean, it's close, but it's not... There's just so much more that goes into the seeding of these teams. The quad victories, quad one, you know, what what they look at as good and bad losses. What they look at, do they look at head-to-head to decide, you know, tiebreakers between teams that are going between the seed lines. You know, it's... So many things that go into that discussion. And really, the one thing that was, I think, most surprising to us was that UCLA team. We had them on the 1-2 line. They were on, like, the last two line. Yep. Um, Very shocking there. Um, What we did learn about this is that they are going to value Big 12 teams. Yes. Uh, Kansas on the one line, Texas on the two, the first two line, Baylor, um, Iowa State, Kansas State. I mean, that is a. They're going to value those teams out of the Big Twelve. And I think what's interesting for me on this is okay. So if you look. UCLA is right now the number four team in the net. Only four quad one wins. Right. And if you look at the other team, and this is where I kind of, this is where I get a little hesitant with Houston. Because Houston has only played a total of four quad one games the entire year. Mm -hmm. They have only played a combined 12 games against quad one and quad twos the the majority of houston's schedule has come against quad three and quad four teams that's not good right whereas you look at ucla 15 has been quad one quad two 12 has been quad three quad four all of their losses this year for ucla have been quad one losses like they have not lost to anyone in quad two quad three or quad four and for the committee to come out and put UCLA as the last number two, essentially looking at whoever gets that overall number one, they're going to put UCLA with. I just that it, something seems a little off to me with that. When you can have a team that's only played a total of four quad one games, <clears throat> I I don't know. Yeah, no. It just it seems weird to me. And then you got Kansas sitting there with 18 games against quad one opponents. Right. 18. They have 13 quad one wins. You can you can add up Houston, Tennessee, and UCLA. Combine their quad one wins. And they are equal. They're actually one less than what Kansas has. Right. And I just think that teams like Houston struggle because of the conference that they play. 100%. You know, this is the same exact idea 
that for those college football fans, you know, like your UCF, you know, yep. you, these these teams like even a TCU out of the Big Twelve playing, you know, it's it's tough for those teams if you're not just phenomenal having phenomenal years to be within the conversation. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Houston, I I just I truly believe that Houston is. It's going to come down to them and another team. And how do you not put in like a Big 12 team or, you know, someone that has all these quad one opportunities? Like if you have Texas and Kansas, Texas, they split during the regular season. They play a one or two point game in their conference tournament championship. They're both a one seed. You have to. Yeah. And then if Alabama wins the SEC, you got to put them as a one. If Purdue. Finishes I, strong. I, you, and, and that's where just all these questions come in. Like, And I get you can only play the teams who are on your schedule. That's fine. But when you've only played four quad ones and you have team... But again, it's not always the net that matters. Because if you look, St. Mary's is the eighth ranked team on the net. And they're not even in the top 16. Right. So it's just, it's very interesting. So running down what it was... Obviously, some things might change. Um, so, but Saturday, you had Bama, Houston, Purdue, and Kansas as your overall ones. Texas, Arizona, Baylor, UCLA as your twos. Tennessee, U, uh, Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas State as your threes. IU, Marquette, Gonzaga, and Xavier as your fours. I think the biggest thing that jumps out, obviously, Tennessee is going to drop. On that, Virginia. obviously Virginia with a brutal loss right. against Boston College is going to drop. Um, you got uh, Xavier. They lost. They're going to drop out. Um, you got IU just lost to Michigan State by 20. What do they do on Saturday? If they, if they lose back-to-back games, Michigan State-Purdue, is that enough to get them off the top 16 seeds? Possibly. Um, But again, they give you the idea. I love this. I love when they do this. Because it gives you an idea of what the committee values. uh, What teams, where teams are. And what was great, especially as a Purdue fan, this this came right after the absolute shellacking Purdue took to Maryland. And they were still the third overall team. The number three, number one seed. Um. So again, I, mean, I think there's a world where if Purdue wins out; they can still be that overall number one. But I think it's going to take a Kansas slip up, um, a Bama slip up. See, Bama I I don't know. I I don't know about that because, like, I just I look at Alabama. Again, I'm not so like you struggle against South Carolina. I. Again, I'm not as sold on Alabama. I think there's a lot of me that's probably a little anti-Alabama after the last week uh, with what Coach Oates uh, and his... Anyway, we're not going to get into that. Um, But again, I think, you know, like you said, it's interesting to see what the committee values. Obviously, there's a heavy Big 12 bias. Um with how they view games, with how they view wins, with how they view losses. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, with the next update. 
uh, what exactly... Do we get another update? I thought it... Now... Or no, it's just one. Yeah, you get one update. You that's get one, it. Yep, you're one and done. And so this is what we get to see. And the next time we're going to see things is a the unveiling of the NCAA yeah. tournament bracket brought to you by its corporate partnerships of Coca-Cola and... Let's hear Who else? What cars you um, Nissan or... Yeah, whoever. Yeah, there's yeah. always like... I just... Here for the Midwest bracket uh-huh. on the corporate sponsor Coca Cola, and we just hope. Oh yeah, well, right, so we we gotta talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah, I have the bracketology pulled up right now. Um, I'm, we I'm, can't do this again. No, we can't, and it's even worse right now because it's the second round. Right? No, we can't. It, it would be second round. Right. So what we're talking about is last year, I uh, sitting in Christian's house for. The bracketology for the brackets to get unveiled. All we wanted was Purdue and Kentucky to be in different brackets. We didn't care where, we didn't care how. Just put them in different brackets. Boom, comes out two and three seed in the same bracket. Obviously, it didn't matter. It didn't matter because uh, St. Peter's was he, it was the thorn in both of yes, our sides. But but now with Lenardi's latest brackets. Purdue's the one, Kentucky's the eight, or is are they eight. the nine? Eight. They're, they're the eight. No, thank you. Who who's Kentucky's nine right now? Pitt. They're terrible. So I mean that, that that'd be a Purdue Kentucky second round game. In Columbus, do we go? No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, not. I would say absolutely not. not. Um, I don't even know. Like, and this is what's weird for me. Like, I could we even watch that together? No, probably not. That would be really difficult. Like, it's different for, like, Bears-Packers. Like, it's like, okay, like... But, like, the magnitude of this game... Yeah. Like... We still haven't watched a Bears-Packers game together. No, we haven't. (laughs) No, we have not. Um, Um, But, yeah, I... Yeah, that's just... We need something to change there. Yeah, we do. And I think... Knowing our luck, Kentucky's going to win a couple more. Purdue might drop one or two. Drop Purdue to a two. And then we're like, oh, okay, like it's okay. And then they're going to do Purdue as the two, Kentucky as a seven, and then we're just right back where we started. Well, and last year, if I remember correctly, we went through a three the three different regions, yeah. and we were like, well, yeah. And then we just kind of knew that it was well. There was no other inevitable. Way. Yeah, like we right. knew we were going to be in the same region but hopefully they're like hey we put them together last year uh we can't do yeah that we again. can't do that again. we're gonna be nice to josh and christian and yeah please please do although there are rumblings that if cal ever leaves kentucky the first call mitch barnhart would make up the road to west lafayette indiana yeah, no chance that Pate leaves Purdue. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, there's no way. We'd offer him a lifetime contract of $9 million to finish in third place in the SEC, evidently. Uh, it's like, listen, if we thought the bubble was tight last week, this thing has gotten insanely tight Yes, this week. And there are some teams on there. So I, I threw together one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, seven or eight teams. Um, some of which I don't think have any business being there. But I just think it's interesting 
to throw out some scenarios. Uh, the first, and, and this is the one that's gaining, that's getting the most attention, no matter what. North Carolina. Yep. It would be the first time since the tournament has expanded to 68 teams that an AP number one overall team at the beginning of the year misses the tournament. It would be the first time ever if UNC does not make the tournament. Now, got to win against Notre Dame. Take that what it's worth. But their quad victories, Josh. There's a zero. Zero. Nada. Zilch. Like they haven't Zip. beaten a top 30 team. They have... They are. They have the worst, outside of Oregon State and Louisville, of quad one victories. They have less quad one, or they have more quad one losses than VU. And the same amount of wins in quad one as VU. Yeah, and he, here's the thing. So they literally they have the third worst quad one record in the country. How can you let a team in like that? And this is the debate that we get into. How much does name matter? Oh, it does. 100%. You cannot tell me that people are not like, how do we have a tournament without North Carolina in it? The same way you did in 2013 without Kentucky. Like, you just you do it. You play it. How you did in 2021 without Kentucky. You just, they don't deserve to be in. Now, right now. They don't deserve to be in right now. Could this team play themselves in? Yes. Absolutely. Great opportunity for them Saturday. Yep. At home against Virginia. You you lose that one, you're we're we're just gonna kind of put a bow. Because then yeah, you're just I mean, am I off on this? No. Like it's no. uh if you lose against Virginia, what is her they got Duke? Yeah. There's your other last opportunity for a quad one victory. Um, I just I don't see it. I mean, they barely squeaked one out against Notre Dame last night. Who's two and fifteen? I talk about a team just falling off the face of the earth. It's an absolutely insane. Now they could get hot, and if they beat Virginia, Florida State, and Duke. Yeah. And then they roll, win a couple of games, get to Friday night. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, even find some way to make the finals of the ACC tournament then, on okay. that Saturday. Okay, fine. Like, then then we'll talk. But right now, if we're doing buy or sell. Yep. Is that what this is? Buy yeah, or sell. I'm selling North Carolina. Yeah, I'm selling them as well. I, I do not think there's enough there to... Solidify them as an NCAA tournament team. I just don't. I don't think that they've done enough. Zero wins in quadrant one. No, they're as of right now. They're according according to Joe Lenardi, they are in the first four out. Um, yes, they beat Notre Dame, but I just don't see enough to move them in the last four in even. The Wisconsin Badgers. Hmm? Where, where are you at with the Wisconsin? Badgers, I'm buying them. Christian? I'm buying okay. them only because of the victory last night against Iowa. 
Uh, Iowa tournament team, if you ask me. Big win at home. I think Wisconsin, again, a team that if I'm anybody, I do not want to play them. Granted, they are 10th of the Big Ten. Okay. However, opportunities are in front of you. At Michigan on Sunday, against Purdue at home on Thursday, and then you finish up at Minnesota. You went out there, you're a tournament team. They're not being Purdue. I would hope I would I'm hopefully agreeing with you. But they're not being Purdue. Now here's what's interesting about this Wisconsin team. To me. They are ranked 72nd in the net. But they have five quad one wins. Right. So again, here's the situation. You put them up against UNC. Right. And and I think those are the conversations that people are going to start having. Like, okay, like Team A against Team B. You have a Team A who's 16 and 11, but five quad one wins. Versus a team who's whatever North Carolina is. I think right now they're like 17 and 10. But zero quad one wins. Well, obviously, you got to take the team with the quad one wins. So I think right now, with last night's win against Iowa, I'm going to lean towards their end. Sunday cannot be understated for them. Absolutely. At Michigan. If they go in and beat Michigan, I think that you beat Michigan, then you beat Minnesota. The Purdue game becomes house Europe. money. Right. Um, especially then if you can win a game in the Big Ten tournament. Win one or two in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Then, then I think you're really cooking. And I think if you're Wisconsin, you're kind of honestly hoping that you're playing on Thursday. Yeah, to get that win. To get a win on Thursday in the Big Ten tournament. Give yourself an opportunity to play on Friday. And, you know, anything can happen on Friday. We've seen it in person before. And guess what, Josh? We We get to see see it it again. In person again. Um, And it's just the parity in these conference tournaments. You know, you got teams that are comfortably in, and you have teams that are fighting for their bubble life. And a Wisconsin team like that could be dangerous come conference tournament time. So, yeah, I agree, Josh. I am buying them. And I I need a little more from Chucky. Yeah. I need a little bit more. Chucky only averaging 12 and a half a game. She's just not going to get the job done. No. Uh, Mississippi State, uh, the dogs, they are an interesting study right now when you look at Mississippi State. Currently, last four in playing game team. Um, Again, this is where I think conference hurts the Bulldogs a little bit. However, so these guys started off one, two, three, four. Started off one and seven in the SEC. Yeah. Have wins over TCU. So they've beaten a couple of good teams. Um, but again, how much does the conference that they play in hurt them? Hurt them. Their offense is 363rd in America. Yeah. I I think Saturday, if they don't beat A&M Saturday, they're out. Yeah. I think that this is literally a play-in game for them. Um, But I'm selling them. I don't think they've done enough. Um, 
every ranked opportunity that they've had within their conference, they've they've lost. TCU was the SC. I believe they did like an SEC, SEC Big, Big Twelve. 12. Yep. So that panned out for them. They do have a sneaky good win early, early, early on in the season against Marquette. That's a nice win. However, not a lot of good wins outside of that. Um, just a lot of struggles on offense. Say probably after that, their best win is at Arkansas. Right. That they've had so far. And that's not as good of a win as it was two months ago. Correct. Um, so, right now I'm selling Mississippi State. Okay. Are you buying or selling? No, I'm selling. Okay. You think they're terrible. Okay. Oklahoma State Cowboys. Again, for me, this one has a lot to do with the conference that they are in. Yep, and I think we're going to agree. Um, here's the problem. I think it is a very realistic bet to say that they lose their next two. Kansas State and Baylor. Yes. That would put them at a five-game losing streak. Would put them at seven and ten, sixteen and fourteen. If that is the world that we wake up in next uh, Tuesday morning, they're out. They're done. Like you, you can't put them in. No. Now, if they beat Kansas State and they beat Baylor, they're the in. exact opposite is true. They're in, no questions asked. So, and here's a positive part for the Oklahoma State squad is that. The Cowboys get these two teams at home. Yes, they do. Huge, huge importance. Here's the thing. They need to fill that arena. Yes. Like, if you watch some of these Oklahoma State games on TV, they're not full. Like, they played Kansas at home uh, last week. Only had 11,000 people there in an arena that holds 14. Right. Like, that's just killer. Yeah. Um, but at the, if you get two wins, I think you're in. You split, then you got some work to do in the conference tournament. You drop both, boy, you're going to have to make a run in that Big 12 tournament. Right. And that's that's tough. Um right now in I'm 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 optioning the opportunity to put Oklahoma State on the shelf and not buying or selling it and just sitting on it and waiting because but if we if you're holding my feet to the fire right now, I'm selling them um, because I don't think that Kansas State and Baylor are winnable games for them. Um, and I agree with you. I think there's a chance they lose their last three. And if you lose, if you have a six game losing streak going into that vaunted Big Twelve tournament, and you need to run the table, it's not happening. So I'm selling Oklahoma. State. Yeah, and the thing about me with Oklahoma State is they do not have a single top 100 offensive team average stat. No. I'm like 251st in points, 260th in assists, and 139th in rebound. I just, that doesn't add up. Kansas State and Baylor are both tough. They're going to lose both. I am selling the Cowboys. Yes. Uh, I am also selling West Virginia. Yeah, I think West Virginia is in the exact same boat as Oklahoma State. 
you got three fantastic opportunities to improve your resume at Kansas, at Iowa State, and at home against Kansas State. If they win two out of three, and they sit at 18 and 13, and they win a game in the Big 12 tournament, I'm putting West Virginia in. However, I'm selling them on the basis that I think they'll lose their last three games. I do. I don't see a world. Where I don't. They don't go into Kansas and win. They're not going to go into Kansas. They're not going. I, to I think Iowa that State. game will be on TV number two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think. I think. Um, well, we'll get to that. I, yeah, I have sorry. something I yes. want to discuss with you with that. But yes, I am selling West Virginia. Yeah, I am too. And, and again, like I just look at this. How are you about to put a team that fin- that's literally next to last in the tournament? Like I just I don't think you can do that. No. I mean, unless you're gonna put the whole conference in. Well, and I'm just gonna tell you as of right now, Lenardi has West Virginia on his last four byline. Not and that's crazy to me. Not even last four in. No. Last no, a four by a by. So um yeah, I I don't I think that they fall off that line. I think they fall off the last four in line, and I think that they end up being pretty comfortably out come March. I Texas Tech, I'm gonna say out. Yeah, I'm selling. They're, yeah, I'm gonna say out. No, I think they're out. I think there's no real shot that they make the tournament. I they gonna have to make a massive run. Right. Penn State. Very interesting now. Like, and this is another one of those sneaky possibilities because big win tonight. Have a chance Sunday at Rutgers. The Northwestern game is going to be tough. Then they close out the regular season at Maryland. Again, this is a team they've won three in a row. So if you can find a way to win the game against Rutgers and the game against Maryland, okay, you might drop Northwestern. So, But then you would end the conference slate at a nice 11. Is it right? Yeah. yeah, so you'd be 11 and 10 in the Big Ten. You'd be 20 and 12 overall. I think they're in. I, You know, and again then, you see a team who at that point has a chance to play themselves definitely in. In the Big Ten tournament. Two weekends from now in Chicago. Right. <sighs> Say that again. Two weekends from now in Chicago. Yep. So, Christian, are you buying or are you selling shoes? I'm I'm buying. We got to see Shrew's Nittany Lions get kind of torched by Mason Gillis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I I like Pickett. I think he's one of the most premier guards in the conference, and you cannot underestimate what he could do in a game. He is experienced. I just could not imagine a world where they lose out. I think they win at least one of these games. Yeah. Um, 
if they want to wait and win against Northwestern, that'd be cool with me. But I, yeah, I mean, hey, win out just real chaos. Yeah, um, which the Big Ten is complete chaos. Yes, by the way. Yes, like I, I don't. Every day when you send me an updated bracket for the Big Ten <laughs> tournament, I'm like, this dude's got to be like, all right, can they just take a night off of playing Big Ten games so I don't have to change the bracket? Well, because- yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you just le- you leave the one, you've left the two for a while, and then you leave the. 13, you leave the 14. You just erase everything else. And right. And you just start going. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to buy the Nittany Lions. Um, and, again, for Shrew to go in there and take them to the NCAA tournament would be unbelievable for them. Yes. Uh, Memphis. Another very, very interesting team. The Memphis Tigers. Um, with their win tonight against Wichita State on the road, that's huge. Yes. I like Memphis to get in, assuming the only game they drop here on out is against Houston. Is against Houston. You got to be Cincinnati. You got to be SMU. Um, they competed against Houston. Only an eight-point loss at yeah. Houston. Yeah. I think that says a little bit about this team. Uh, I watched that game. I thought Memphis, you know, Penny Hardaway had those guys competing for a majority of the game. Um, I like Memphis in. Right now, Lenardi has them as their, his first, like, bye team. So if that's the case and they won tonight, they should be pretty safely in at this point. Yeah, so, and really all you're trying at that point, avoid a catastrophe these next two, compete against Houston, and again, win one or two in the AAC tournament, and I think that they will be safely in. So that, that's our dissection uh, of the bubble. Again, I mean, we, we could sit here and go, you know what's kind of nice for me? What's that? We didn't have to talk about Kentucky. Right? <laughs> On the bubble too. I you know, it's who it's kinda nice to at least have a week where you're like, okay, we're gonna make the tournament. Because man for a while there. It just didn't seem likely. Saturday. Saturdays for the boys. Saturdays for the boys. But we also include the ladies. Yes. In, in the fun. Yes, we do. Um and I feel like there's like one game that is always a part of this day. Yeah, it's kind of weird, Somehow. isn't it? Well, it's, when you look at it, I think it becomes like the last weekend of West Coast Conference play. And they always kind of want to throw this one in because normally, and like it is Saturday, for, for the West Coast Conference Championship. So Saturday morning, after I do a little work, um, I'm coming to La Casa de Lemke. Si, senor. So I guess, I guess my first question is, how many monitors are we going to have? Oh, uh, so you know, we did a a day earlier in the year. Yes, we did for college football. College little college football day. Um, but on Saturday, two TVs shall not be sufficient. No, absolutely not. So we will have three monitors going. Wonderful on Saturday. Lots of high-quality games on yes. Saturday. And the nice thing is, 
It stretches the whole day. Right. Like, there's games all day long. Yes. So, we've just picked out six. That, much like Shakira, our picks don't lie. And we're back. Bringing it back here. Um, six games, kind of in the 11, 1, 3, 5, 7, and then 9 window. And here's the thing. For the last how many years this has been... At my house. Yes. It's every... Every year that we've done a college basketball day, it has been at my house. Right. Because normally what occurred was, it was normally just warm enough that we would fire up the grill. Correct. And then the ladies would force us to make a cold Cold stone run. Which they forced us to do in tornadoes. Right. And that is a true statement. Tornado warnings forced us to go out in a tornado to get them cold snow. Right. Because it's like a tradition unlike any other. (laughs) Um, So, but very disappointing for the Lemkes that they can't get like the unwanted stepchild, the Dairy Queen anymore in Wanata. They, you know, it's gone now. R.I.P. But... You know, we can we can figure something out. But do, do you like Oreos? Yeah, they're like the big did you like the, do, do you like milkshakes? Yeah. Oreo milkshakes. We could do like homemade. We, we, we could do homemade Oreo milkshakes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, we could I mean we already we got the menu going. Correct, we do. Like it's we're in we're in quality shape. So our first game of the huge game Creighton and Villanova, man, kicking it off eleven o'clock. Um, while it may not have the flash of the Texas Baylor matchup, the implications for this game, I not just Big East standings, but overall seed lines, I mean the importance of this game cannot be understated. So Mr. Lemke, Creighton versus Nova, who are you taking? Oh, I like Creighton in this game. Uh and the reason I like Creighton in this game is because of the way that they competed uh, this past weekend. Uh, I just I, I thought that they had an opportunity to win that Marquette game. Uh, that was a heartbreaking loss for them at home against Marquette. Marquette's playing as one of the best teams in this conference. They are the best team in this conference. One of the best teams in the country. Um but I like Creighton in this game. I like Dougie, Mr. Dougie McBuckets uh, to coach this one for a W. Not so fast, Ooh. sweetheart. Ooh. In Nebraska, Creighton only squeaked out a five-point win. Against Villanova? Against Villanova. And you know what they say. When you go to Philly... Things change. Right. Give me the Wildcats to pull the upset. Okay. Nova Nation. Okay. Uh, game of the day. One of the games of the day. Hook them and sick them. Massive basketball. I mean, like, ginormous right. basketball game. Yeah, I, I've i gone back and forth on this one, Josh. Um, 
I watched Baylor play two basketball games and look, again, as we talked about previously, absolutely lost on the offensive end of the board, of the, of the floor. Um, so now, what? how does Baylor respond? How do they play? Now, they get Texas at home. I That could loom large after being on the road against the gauntlet of Kansas and Kansas State back-to-back games. But, Josh, I'm hooking them. I'm going Texas. I have a really hard time picking a Scott Drew-led team. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really do. You know I am not a Scott Drew fan. That has been well documented on this podcast. However, desperate times call for desperate measures from desperate men. I think this Baylor team, desperate for a signature win, Yeah, give me the Bears. If... Oh, can you say that one more time? Just remind Give me Baylor University. Oh, I wanted you to say down bears. Um, but I think, too, if Baylor loses this basketball game, uh, they are running on fumes going into the NCAA tournament. The 3 o'clock. I'm excited for this one. Auburn comes to Rupp Arena. Bruce Pearl and his sweat... Marks against John Calipari and Cal's starting to have some noticeable sweat uh, on him during games as well. Uh, I, I'm going to let you. Oh, I'm picking Kentucky. I figured uh, you were. Oscar had himself a night. If he is able to do that again against this Auburn team, look out. I get Auburn. You talked about how athletic they are, and they pose or they pose for matchup issues. I like Kentucky in this game. I think they need this win. They get this win to me, Josh. You are you're in. You are dancing. No matter what occurs, um, Kentucky wins. You're in. Give me the cats. Yeah, man. I I just, the matchups here really really worry me because across the board. Auburn is athletic. They're big. They're strong. And if the Cats don't have C.J. Frederick or um, Xavier Wheeler, like that, that's going to make this game very, very tough. Um, I mean, I, I would love to sit here and tell you, oh, I'm just pulling the... As you like to call it, the the typical Josh, oh, you know, my team's just not going to win that you always hate on me for. Mm-hmm. You're going to do that um, right now. But, I mean, it, it's honestly, um, I, I don't like this matchup for the Cats. I really, really don't. So, I am going to take Auburn to take the win. Hopefully, I'm wrong. And hopefully you can come back and just tell me like, oh again, you like you just oh yeah, but I don't I don't like the matchup. Right. Um 
Cavaliers and Tar Heels. Uh, North Carolina playing for their lives. Yep. Not going to be enough. Give me the Cavaliers. Not so fast. Oh, is this the Limkey upset special? This of the is day? the upset of the day. I'm taking UNC. I'm taking them ML, baby. Oh, okay. Um, I think they win this basketball game. I'm telling you right now, Virginia looked awful against Boston College. Just terrible. Nope. You got a team coming off a devastating loss and a team that is, again, playing for their tournament life. This is going to be UNC's big opportunity. I think they take advantage of it. Give me the Tar Heels. Revenge game in Mackey. Hoosiers come into Mackey Arena. It's a blackout. It is a blackout. If you are go if you are one of the fourteen thousand was it fourteen thousand eight ninety two? Something like that. Yep. Uh who're going to be inside of Mackey, take your plugs. It's going to be so loud. Take your plugs. Um, I like paying the boys to get it done on Saturday. I'm picking Purdue. Uh, I just have this feeling of, like, if you're Purdue, you got to be just, I'm pissed off. Yeah. You got to be pissed the way that you played at Assembly Hall. You got to be pissed off if you're. Watching those fans rush the floor. You know, this is IU Super Bowl, guys. Yeah. I'm going to say something that's going to rile up some feathers. I like this. This rivalry is Bears-Packers right now. Yeah. I use the Chicago Bears. And the Purdue Boilermakers are the Green Bay Packers. And, I mean, there's several, like, losing in close championship games. Yeah. Versus not even getting there. Right. Well, and that's the thing. Like, these IU people, like, they need to understand. They haven't been relevant since we were, like, 10. What, they made one Final Four in the last 35 years? Whatever. They can go dust off their 40-year-old banners all they want to. But what I'm saying is, is that they treat these games like this is their season. Yeah. I want to see what IU play. I mean, IU went to a hostile environment that is Michigan State. There, I just I feel like they walked into there with a zero percent chance to win that game. Just with everything that happened at Michigan Correct. State, the first time the kids have been back on campus after the school shooting was for that game. Yep, insane atmosphere. I it's tough. You do that, now you turn around and you got to go to play at Mackey. Yep. Not not easy to bounce back. Um, so, I like Purdue. Um, I understand that IU's probably going to send double teams at ED. So, it's going to come down to who's going to be making shots. I like Purdue making shots better at home yes. than I do on the road. I think they're a better shooting team in Mackey. So, give me the boilers. And then finally... The annual, will we actually make it to the end of this game? We got very close last year. I think we got to like the under four and then you guys tapped out and went home. Yeah. Um, 
But see, so it's just going to be me. See, this is so. the difference. Like, normally, like, no offense to Crystal, but it's like, Crystal's like, all right, I, she's falling asleep right. on the couch. But now. Correct. Now it's, hey. Correct. There's the bed. We're going to be and out here, here. Here's the other thing. Michigan's getting blown, or Michigan is blowing out records right now. Insane. Like, it is a 15-point road win in the rack. Um, St. Mary's and Zaga to conclude the night. Um, to me, you do not, like, with this game, St. Mary's, I just, I don't think they go in to the kennel and beat Gonzaga. Gonzaga is going to have revenge on their mind. After having lost to St. Mary's. Um, and, and it, you know, I just got give, go dogs. I'm taking Zaga as well. Uh, for Purdue, I hope Gonzaga wins because, you know, that makes that win against oh, yeah. Gonzaga earlier in the year um, that much better. Uh, so give me Gonzaga to wrap up a day. Correct. A day. To get us ready for an even more fantastic day two weeks from this day. Yeah. I mean, two Less weeks. Less than two weeks. Two weeks from right now, we will be sitting in this basement. Seeing who we're going to see. Eating B-dubs and watching the Big Ten turn. I mean, like, it, it's it's special. What else is special is next week. The pod of all pods. Yes. The granddaddy of them all. The one that started it all. Started everything. The Jerome edition of LR Weekly. Send it in, Jerome! Every single Division One conference tournament shall be picked. Will be picked. And dissected, kind of. And here's the thing, folks. When we record this podcast next week, there will be lots of questions that still have to be answered about seating, about everything else. But it doesn't matter because we have to do it this early because then that following week, early in the week, you're going to have conference champions already crowned. Right. So like we're not gonna have time right. to do a little two for here. No, here here's 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 a question, Josh. The fo- so we have the drone that next week. The following week when do we do the pot? Do we wait till Sunday? Well yeah, we gotta do a bracket. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, okay. it's yeah. Tradition. The, the, the next pod would be the bracket reveal pod. Yeah, so breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Josh and I are going to be together a lot in these next weeks ahead. Oh, absolutely. March Madness, we always find a way to get together, yes. too. And it can't warm our hearts anymore. And who, we might do a bracket reveal pod. Like, we put the TV about, on mute. Yeah. we And then, like, watch it and just do, like, live reaction. Right. To it. We've talked about doing a live reaction pod before. Um... I like that idea. Yeah, I do too. I, I like that. So so we're going to say it here now. Yeah. And then we're going to hold ourselves to it. Yeah. So we have the Jerome next week. We're going to have a little bit of a week off because, I mean, between 
all the conference tournaments. I was actually going to a conference tournament. The bracket reveal is going to be a live, uh, live reaction pod there on Sunday, March twelfth. So the pod will be recorded and posted by seven o'clock on Sunday, March twelfth to get you a primer. Next week we'll have to figure out. I, next week is. A little psychotic, as the kids are wont to say. Yeah. So we're going to need a good chunk of window for that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need something for that chunk of time. So, yeah. from us here at LR Weekly to you, enjoy the basketball. We'll talk to you next week.